Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We are so happy to welcome you today. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer. I'm a producer. And uh, this week I am back in business, entertaining family and friends. And I'm happy to say that. Happy to be back. Liz? (laughs) I'm Liz. I'm the middle sister. I'm in Santa Monica, California. Uh, I'm a marketer and um, just, you know, I'm trying to get myself back out into the world too, sisters, but, you know, got this bum leg. So I'm getting lefty back back at work. That's my main focus lately. (laughs) Julie? Okay, that's good. This is Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I live in Dallas, Texas. I've lived and worked all over the world. And can I say, I'm just having a good hair day, which is it's been right. a recurrence. Congrats. I, I'm feeling good today. Okay. That's great. I know you well, can't see my hair, but it's really looking pretty good today. <laughs> Speaking of feeling good, you know, I just got a got a quick hit on something. I was a little depressed last week about the announcement of the the Gates divorce, mm-hmm. but then this week with the announcement of uh, that Benifer's back, that uh, Jen and Ben are back together as a couple, that was a total pick me up, and so I'm good now. <laughs> it's like every 17 years, <laughs> the Gates we're going to be talking about. Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, if you don't know, if you've forgotten who Benifer is. (laughs) So I know that made me happy too, in a weird way. Um, All right. Today on the show, as Julie mentioned, we are going to be talking about the cicadas because that's the law. Every 17 years, we have to devote time to the cicadas and they are back, whatever, whatever they're called. We don't have them here on the West Coast. So we're going to let the Easterners, uh, Easterners mm-hmm. tell us all about it. Julie's got that. Um, I have an update on the Pashminas, <laughs> and it will be my last update on the Pashminas. <laughs> people want to know, Leon. People, people, years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Also, once every seventeen years, I'm going to put out a luxury good. Uh, <laughs> but really, uh, today we're looking forward to an interview with Chandra Sanders. She is a program director at the Mom Project, uh, which I want to encourage people to check out. We have links in our. Um, links in our show notes, and we'll put links in the Facebook group and the Facebook page. Um, But we're talking about the She Session, the incredible number of women that have lost their job during the pandemic. And it is Chandra's job at the Mom Project to get them back in business, to get them back into the workforce, retrained, reskilled, upskilled, all the words. She does it. And um, we're going to talk to her today about what she's learned about women trying to get back in, what skills they need, and what companies are actually looking for. So I know a lot of people in the Facebook group have said they've had to go through career transitions, you know, wanted or not. So we hope to have some really good practical advice for you today from Chandra Sanders of The Mom Project. Um, Also, 
we have a rich and full entertaining sisters because uh, we can go places and leave so the much, house now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, so good show today. All right. Uh, but Liz, you have a special friend with you, don't you? Yes, I do. I wait. Well, you can't see. You can't see Julie's good hair. And you can't see my little friend sleeping on the bed right behind me. Hooper is home, people. The Hooper homecoming happened uh, at the end of last week. It was very emotional for everyone involved. And no, I do not have any video because I was really trying to be in the moment. I thought that was the more important thing <laughs> for, yes. for Hooper and I to be in the moment together. So he's been gone, um, you know, since I had my surgery at the beginning of January, Hooper's been up living with our brother in Oregon and he had a triumphant return, um, which makes me very happy. He is, um, you know, he's a little freaked out by the crutches because mm -hmm. uh, I'm always either on crutches or, or in a wheelchair and the crutches, the fact that he doesn't want to come anywhere near the crutches just further reinforces to me how fake that Tiger Woods photo was of him and his dog. So <laughs> that's, that's good. You've, you're over that Tiger Woods photo. Proud of you. Okay, it's but, healthy. Uh, yes, I know. I know it's healthy. So, but here's what here's why you need a dog in your life, or I needed a dog in my life. So, yesterday I went to physical therapy, and you know. Uh, I explained on the show that about a month ago, my surgeon told me that my current PTs were weenies and that I needed to find someone who was, who was used to training athletes like me, you know, something more athletic. So uh, I found a new trainer and I just refer to her as the beast and she is, and I know it's good for me and I'm glad I made the change. But yesterday, so I was at PT and it's just so hard. It's like, I, it's very, very hard. Uh, so at one point, uh, she had me like on a bike, which is very hard to do when your knee won't bend. And it's just, it was so discouraging that at a certain point when she gave me a break, I just put my head on the console of the exercise bike and I started to cry. And it wasn't, it, it wasn't because of the pain. It was because of the frustration, you know, of feeling like, Oh my God, this is just not getting any better, no matter, no matter what I do. Anyway, I rallied and I got home. And when I got home and was just trying to rest and recover, what did my little friend Hooper do? You know, I call him the exfoliator because he's a licker and uh, he, does, he does, does like to lick a lot of body parts, but he came over and just started licking my left leg, which, which I thought was, has some very healing properties. When, you, when your dog is just coming over and paying attention, you know, in a loving way to a broken part of your body. So he, ha he has many skills, uh, but the exfoliator uh, really helped lift my spirits yesterday. So that was, that was my little victory yesterday. Um, a dog who's a licker can really, can really lift your spirits. That's Aww. all. I mean, he knew where he was when he got home. And all oh, that, totally. Right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So that's so very that's, happy. Yes. Just like mm -hmm. in the movies, you know, you two. Okay. Reinvented. <laughs> I know. Well, you worried about that, right? That I do. Yes. Yes. Well, he had been, he had, mm -hmm. yeah, you know, he had a big, long drive down from Oregon and yep. you know, all of that. So uh, uh, no, uh, no. He like ran around my apartment, just rechecked on everything. And, you know, I've got the, I've got to have the hot and cold running dog walkers. We've talked about this on the show because I can't take him out for a walk, but I was afraid he wouldn't go out even with his previous dog walker, but no, he's fine. He's like, okay, see ya. <laughs> so that's all good. 
He's getting some walk, even this weekend when Sage, my occupational therapist, comes in on the weekend and works with me. I was out on the sidewalk on my crutches, walking up and down the street in front of my building. Sage, of course, was holding on to the leash because you cannot hold on to your crutches and hold on to the leash at the same time. So that was a very successful outing for all three of us. So, yes, all good. All good. Okay. My dogs are good as therapy dogs. Yes, they are. Well, I was happy to see Hooper Friday night. Uh, I, I was back in business last week. I had, a, <laughs> I had a, a birthday party in the backyard for some friends. And then we had a family graduation party at Liz's house where mm-hmm. I played sort of a, a sous chef, a key role. And yes. then with my other family, my husband's family, uh, I had a house guest and then I had them all over for dinner Saturday night in the backyard. And um, I made essentially the same meal three times and that's fine. <laughs> That's the secret to hostessing, Leanne. It's different audiences. They'll never know. They'll never know. (laughs) I've done back-to-back parties, Leanne. I know. At Christmas time when your house is all decorated, why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it was, I had to clean it. I mean, it was a stretch for that first birthday party. I I had to clean a lot of things. I had to dust off a lot of glasses. I just had to get my entertaining mojo back. Like, oh yeah, this is how it works. Okie doke. I had to back time and plan. And, uh, but I, I made a very successful menu of a farro salad and a, a flatbread pizza. I'm going to put both those recipes in pep talk this week. Mm, so if you haven't subscribed, delicious. subscribe because they were winners. And then Liz, on Friday night, you hosted a graduation yes. party. Our mm-hmm. niece and nephew both happened to be graduating this year from different colleges in Southern California. So that yes. was a- But Julie, basically, Leon told me what to order. It was yeah. all, you know, I just <laughs> called Marmalade in my neighborhood. And Leon's like, oh, yeah, just get this and get this and get this. And so- that's all I ordered, and it was delicious. But then there were a couple of moments during the unveiling of the meal. Leanne was doing all the serving, because I can't do that, where she's like, you know, with the beef tenderloin, okay, did you get any rolls? No, no, you didn't. Sorry, you didn't mention rolls. No rolls. <laughs> I mean, she is the producer, <laughs> right? I guess I just, I literally hadn't thought about a single thing other than exactly what she suggested. I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have no. sent a complete menu. It's, yeah. No, it's totally not your fault. But then it was like, so we're, we're serving beef and Leon's like, did you get any red wine? Nope, didn't get that either. <laughs> I don't know. I just didn't do anything other than what I was told to do. So yes, even, uh, even cooking with Liz has to get back in the swing of <laughs> anticipating some of these things. You know, right. got to elevate the action even when someone else is actually doing the cooking. <laughs> but it was just a lovely get together. It to was have, so lovely. Yeah, yes. the nieces and nephews and aunties and even the aunts that couldn't be there sent gifts. So it was festive. I was just happy as the parent of a 2020 college grad that these 2021 graduates are getting a little bit more than what the 2020 grads got, I have to say. Um, And I'm sure if you're a high school or college 2020 grad, you'll you'll agree that things are more organized now, even if there can't be in-person graduations, they've figured out photo opportunities and virtual stuff. And the fact that people can get together and at least celebrate the graduate is just completely different than a year ago. Mm-hmm. So it was really, it was really a fun party, Liz. It was great to see Hooper and thank you for that extra beef tenderloin. <laughs> I took that home. 
and my yeah. Pharaoh salad. And we, I gave, served that to the in-laws the next night. So well, it good, all worked good. out well. Yeah. We had a mo- <laughs> pre-Mother's the Day. stolen celebration in over a year. So yeah. uh, yes. congratulations. Yeah. Well over a year. Yeah. Good. So that was, it was really nice. It was really lovely. It was just great to be back together. Thank you. So yeah. Much. It was especially fun to see the 20 something cousins together. That yes. just, yes. that just made me very happy because they hadn't seen each other in more than a year either. So it was great. Right. Right. Really wonderful. Well, I know it sounded like your entertaining skills were somewhat dormant, uh, but you have been able to revive them. There's something else that was that's been dormant for over 17 years, but it's happening this week. It's a big week. This is this. Of course, I'm talking about the cicadas 2021. Uh, now, I know you girls on the West Coast. It's um, you would have wall-to-wall coverage if it was actually happening in LA, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but it's not. It's happening mainly on the East Coast, and these are the Brood X cicadas. And uh, I used this word once before on the podcast earlier this year. They're going to be billions of birds. You know how I said that? Well, they're going to be billions of cicadas are going to emerge in the eastern U.S., okay? They've been subterranean for 17 years. That's Mm -hmm. what they've been doing. That's the way I feel. That's exactly what I feel like. Now, I mean, cicadas, uh, if you live in the South, uh, you are very familiar with cicadas. Uh, Different kinds of types of cicadas are on different schedules. Some are 13-year cicadas, some are 12 years, but these brood X, 17 years, okay? And they're loud. I kind of like the sound. It's the sound of the South, but they do, the the males uh, make a very loud noise as they try to attract um, females. So they're going to be a billion of these cicadas. And the second week in May, this is peak cicada season right now. This is happening. Yes. So this is important. So I think there are really two ways to approach this thing. Uh, One, I think you can lean into the cicadas. It's a frame of mind thing. Okay. They're, they're relatively harmful. They're not, they're not harmful. Okay. They're not going to bite you. Um, In fact, you may, you know, as many sites have decided, you should view this maybe as a STEM project for your children. You could pick Mm. up a couple of the billion cicadas that are going to be in your backyard and they can analyze them and look at them. Um, You know, it's a good source of protein. You may want to think about (laughs) roasting cicadas. Okay. One of my former hometowns in Bangkok, Liz, you've been there many times, you Mm know. That's a, a del- insects were sold on the street all the time. It's a yes. delicacy. Okay. So this is what I mean. You got to lean into these cicadas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Enjoy them. Uh, it is, they're low fat, Leanne, the cicadas, mm. if you decide. That's would a they- nice crunch to a farro salad. That's, yes. Or, would they be what? vegan? Would a cicada be vegan? It's, well, no. I, I think yeah. so. It's a source of protein. Mm-hmm. It's, it is okay. some kind of insect. I don't know. I don't know. We uh, just insulted all the vegans. So. I know. I just, only because your farro salad was, it was such vegan. a delicious That's vegan true. salad. That's yes. all. Well, you can put it on the flatbread pizzas. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Julie. Cicadas. Okay. They may be harmful to young plants and you do have to protect them, but you'll see a lot of them on the trees. I mean, your other opportunity is to hunker down. But haven't we done enough of that already? Yeah. <laughs> I say lean, lean into these cicadas. Just mm-hmm. enjoy it. Enjoy the sound. It's a 17-year phenomenon. And, uh, you know, use it as an opportunity to learn more about something you didn't know about. That's How I'm long saying. do they stick around for, Joel? 
Well, they're going to be around for a little bit, but uh, you know, okay. this is going to be there. So that's season. a no follow-up question. Yes, situation. that is exactly yes. what it is, Liz. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just curious, like how, how long do you need to lean in for? Of course, I don't care because I'm on the West Coast, but I was just curious. Yeah. But no, there, well, I, I mean, I know you've, uh, you're, you know, so you have plans maybe to travel later in the year. I think mm -hmm. they'll be gone by then. There is summer, there is summer in okay. Sessions. Okay. So that, that's, that's how, but they'll be out singing and I would say, enjoy it. Uh, we'd like to hear about your cicada experiences. If you want to uh, post them at Satellite Sisters, you know, in our Facebook group, I think it would be great. Lean in. Okay. Good advice, Julie. Every time I hear about these cicadas, I think about that one summer of the gypsy moths when we were little. Do you remember that? Yes. I mean, it was, uh, it was just disgusting in Connecticut. There were gypsy moths everywhere. I can remember going into a White Castle hamburger and there were gypsy moths inside the restaurant. Ew. Okay. I have never been in a White Castle since then. It was that damaging. So right. lean in, right. but not well, too can, far in. You just keep hunkering down there on the restaurant. <laughs> Okay. All right. I do want to mention uh, our solid gold satellite sister Pashmina's went out last week. Um, packed with love. Packed with love by me personally. Um, yes. I just want to thank you to everybody that ordered. Uh, I hope you're enjoying them. I like seeing the pictures on the Facebook group. Thank you so much. Um, to the one listener who ordered in uh, Canada, yours is... is <laughs> I, I had to get in a special line on late Thursday afternoon to mail to Canada and I just couldn't do it. So I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to attempt again this week to mail the single pashmina to Canada. So hold tight, but all the others went out to the American, to the continental U S thank you. Um, but here's a note. So I had wanted to put in little notes with each pashmina, you know, personalized as we are grateful for our listeners. And, uh, and so I bought what I thought were a hundred note cards and they turned out to be just a hundred envelopes. There was no blank <laughs> slip of paper in them. And honestly, I just couldn't go back to the Home Depot one more time because I had spent so much time trying to pick out and order the correct packaging and the sizing. It's more complicated mm -hmm. than you think. So I personally have a lot of note cards. So I thought, you know what? This is it. This is the opportunity just to clear out my note card collection. So that is why all of you got different note cards with your pashminas. <laughs> to the people who might be saying, hmm, this kind of looks like a Christmas card. Oh, it is. Yes, I at one point was setting up UNICEF Christmas cards. I feel like peace on earth is good any time of year. I don't I'm think with you. Nice. So yeah. that, if you got that sentiment, know that. Uh, <laughs> I just was putting whatever I had in the packaging that I thought was appropriate. I did run out at the end, but those of you who didn't get cards and you got what looks like note paper. Yes, it was note paper. Uh, <laughs> but please know it was nice. Liberty of London note paper that my friend Louise gave me. So it was special note paper, not just any old note paper. Um, so that explains the cards. It's, yes. it's made me laugh when I see people posting on Facebook, uh, the different cards, you know, the Mona Lisa, oh, various, God, nice. various things. From the <laughs> so, desk of Lee and Dolan. That's what you're going to get. Truly packed with love. You know, yeah. people did ask us a few questions, Lee, and in the group, like, why why are you doing this yourself? There are people that do this. And yeah, we know that. And yeah. we looked into some of that, but we just felt like there was not enough love involved, right? That yeah. it was just, we couldn't find the exact right thing that we wanted, that, that looked and felt the way we wanted this to look and feel. Right. And that's when we were collaborating on this. And then of course, in the end, you ended up doing all the work. So that's I'm sorry true. about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
Well, we wanted the pashminas to be nice. So we were yeah. having a quality control issue with uh, some of the fulfillment houses out there. Yes. Um, yeah. Next time, we won't care if the pashminas are nice. No. Uh, I'm just 17 years, okay? That's when you're picking up again. You're going dormant. We understand. Yes. But, um, so enjoy your cards, is what I would say. Uh, I have to say, the first like 20, I just signed Leon. Dolan, and then I realized, oh, I guess I should be signing these satellite sisters. So they're also different. <laughs> I didn't know. I mean, I, you deserve all the credit. You did all take the all the credit. Yes. Take all the credit. Yes, yes, no problem. Okay. All right. Uh, well, I'll tell you something. My job in the next uh, next ten years is not going to be luxury goods, but that's okay. We have a uh, we have Chandra. Um, Sanders coming on from the mom project, you know, more than 2.3 million women have left the workforce between February, 2020 and February, 2021, according to the national women's law center. That is a huge drop that drove the participation rate of women working down to 57% of women, a level last seen in 1988. So that's a generational drop. Yes. And it's because so many women very quite frankly, had to choose between their jobs and their family once people went into lockdown and schools were closed and childcare centers were closed. So, uh, and women's careers and jobs have been hit much harder than men during this pandemic, so much so that they're calling it a she session, not a recession, which is why we wanted to talk to a jobs expert and we will talking, be talking to a project manager from the Mom Project up next. So stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. Liz, you know we love talking about Framebridge, don't we? We do. <laughs> because, because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting Framebridge experience. Would I, I you did. like to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah. Any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already frame bridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the frame bridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and Framebridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, great for gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but Framebridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or see a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's framebridge.com. Thanks, Framebridge. 
we are happy to welcome Chandra Sanders here to Satellite Sisters. She is the program director for RISE, which is part of the MOM Project. She's also a working mom of three. She's been everything from a high school Spanish teacher to a senior executive and tech consultant in the tech industry. So we want to hear about that. But Chandra, we got a lot to talk about today because this is an important time for working moms uh, trying to hang in. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. You know, tell us a little bit specifically what the MOM Project is. How do you describe the goals of your company? Oh, the MOM Project. And, you know, it's so important, especially today, right? But we are the leader in helping businesses attract and retain female talent. We have a community of over 400,000 moms, 400,000 talented professionals that we connect to over 2,000 plus companies. We're committed to building a better workplace by harnessing the often overlooked intellectual power of moms, right? Right. And so that's our right. North Star. <laughs> here, here. Yeah. Okay, okay good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> we love this mission statement a lot because, uh, because people do underappreciate moms. Yes. Well, Julie and I have both been in the trenches of this for decades, being working mothers and had ups and downs and, you know, made decisions based on family over work and then work over family and then the guilt and all the associations to that. And uh, mm -hmm. so we do appreciate what you're doing because it's been a long time coming. And this seems to be a really historically bad time for working mothers. We talked a little bit uh, in the previous segment about sort of the astonishing numbers of women dropping out of the workforce. What are you seeing there at the Mom Project? What are you telling the women that come to you and saying, what can I do? How can I get back in? How can I find something flexible that works for me? You know, nearly 80% of the 346,000 workers who vanished from the U.S. labor force in January are women. Yeah. That's, Gee, that's really amazing. bad. Right? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I'm I didn't mean to interrupt you. But it's, <laughs> no, it's okay. Those are staggering so numbers. Yes. I know. But that makes our mission so much more imperative. Our North Star is honestly to connect all of these women to billions of dollars of economic opportunities. And this is the perfect time to do it. Yes, it's been a really rocky year, um, but there is a, a, a shining light at the end of the tunnel. We are here to really make a difference and advocate for mothers because again, mothers are the CEOs, the CFOs, and the COOs of their families. There's so many transferable skills within those roles. I mean, there's no way we should be out of the workforce. Now, Shandra, you have spent your career doing a variety of things, but you're a woman of color. How mm -hmm. is this she session hurting women of color specifically? Because I know the project you work on there, the RISE mm -hmm. program is for women of color. How is it hurting women of color specifically? You know, honestly, many women of color are essential workers or were essential workers. And again, we're put at a certain risk um, of COVID. Also, right. women of color were disproportionately um, in industries that were uh, experiencing significant job losses. Like I am one. I'm a woman of color who got laid off during the pandemic. Fortunately, I found the mom project and found a job within three weeks. But so many other women are still looking for that opportunity, which makes my job, which makes the mission of the mom project just so much more important. Um, you know, there were many times women of color were in roles in which they couldn't work um, remotely. They couldn't, uh -huh. they didn't have a flexible work schedule. Right. So they had to choose between either taking care of their families um, at home while their kids were remote learning or going out and earn wages. So that was just, you know, it was bad all around. However, 
my mission, the Mom Project mission, is to truly open those doors back up for women, for women of color, to be able to upskill, reskill, and have opportunities in roles in which they don't have to choose between either being a mom or working. Yeah. What did you learn from your personal upheaval during the pandemic? Looking, I mean, it was only three weeks you were out of work, so obviously you have some transferable skills, but what did that experience teach you? That experience taught me, honestly, I need to continue to reskill myself uh, as much as possible so that I can um, handle any type of economic shift that happens, like what happened with COVID. Um, so that means being on the forefront of trends and you know new skills so that I'll never be without a job. It was um, a really, I, I can't say it was a rough three weeks because it was only three weeks. However, I had to do a lot of work to honestly keep myself in uh, my mental state stable for my kids because they had no idea what was going on. Um, but I just had to remain positive because I wanted the best outcome and I landed at the mom project. Wow. You know, Chandra, I, I, with the RISE project, I know that in addition to, you do offer scholarships so some of the moms can get reskilled. And mm -hmm. then you go beyond just resume writing. You, you know, it's mm -hmm. like a whole package of of support services. It's showing them how to have a social media presence. It's mm -hmm. helping them with interviews. It's mentoring. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? Of course. Um, you know, RISE is a scholarship program for women of color and moms and honestly, any woman who's trying to get back into the workforce to get access to highly sought after certifications, right? These are certifications that are um, in demand now, but not just now, but they'll be in demand for the next at least 10 years. So we're providing opportunities for ladies to truly get these skills so that they can um, obtain jobs in tech, which are higher paying roles, right? But also obtain jobs in which they can work from home. So what are the yes. skills specifically? Like what are the certifications? Sure. So we have a Salesforce administrator certification. We have UX design, data oh. analytics, Mm -hmm. project management, which is a really hot one, right? We also have um, IT support and automation with Python. So we have something for everyone, you know, and, you know, if you want to like get deep down into tech and coding, we have that. But then also project management is something that can be, um, you know, transferred across industries. Okay. See, yeah, that is great. There's yeah. so many mother, you know, moms that have been out of the workforce, even for a short time, you feel like your skills just really deteriorate, right? Really quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes. I don't yeah. think I could operate a telephone when I went to work, you know? So <laughs> that was a hundred years ago. But so that's, I, I think that's a really great dimension of this. Yeah, it's great. And just like you said, it is, you know, well-rounded, put together package for every, for all the moms. Like you don't have an excuse to not be successful in this because we're giving you all of the tools that you need. Plus we're helping with job placement after you finish your certification. And so right. we're making those connections with companies to truly hire these ladies who are coming through the program. That's an interesting part of the mom project is that you're working both sides of the street, which we appreciate, you yeah. know, you're, you're working with women who are looking to reskill, upskill, you know, move forward and also with the companies. Uh, so, you know, specifically what they need. So when you looked at those certification programs, was that companies were saying, Hey, we need people that can do X, Y, and Z. So you're like, great, well, we can do that. Is that yeah. how it works? You know, we're looking at that too, but we also have Work Labs, which is the research division of the Mom Project. So they okay. are analyzing trends from yesterday, today, and tomorrow to ensure that what we're offering is beneficial and will be, you know, proven beneficial for years to come. 
Okay, got it. You know, over the years, Chandra, because we're, uh, I think, a generation older than you, or two generations <laughs> older than you, we've, we've talked to, you know, we started 20 years ago at Satellite Sisters talking to Catalyst, you know, talking to the Work and Family Institute. We've worked very closely with Working Mother Magazine, and I'm just so happy to see that all of the work that those pioneers did are being used in a creative way with the Mom Project. I appreciate that continuum. I'm sorry that women uh, may have lost a, a, a lot of steps during this pandemic, so mm -hmm. I'm glad that your group is there to help them, you know, reconnect with the workplace. Um, we had an interesting post this week on our Facebook group. And I did ask the poster if I could share it with you. And she said, please do, because mm -hmm. Tara is a longtime listener. She's a single mom. She happens to be a woman of color. And she has been working in an, uh, an academic setting at a college in New York. And now she's found out that she they're getting rid of her department and she has to go back on the job market again. She just posted to our group that she'd like some advice for starting over. She said, as an aging single mom, I'm worried. If you have been in the same position, what did you do? So I wanted to ask you, this is literally what you do all day. What would you tell Tara? Where should she start? Okay, so let me just speak from my personal experience. Yes. I started off as a high school Spanish teacher many, many, many years ago. And I spent two years doing that. But then I moved to academia and then I worked at university for 10 years before packing my bags up, moving to Silicon Valley and truly um, opening the doors up for the tech, um, my tech experience, right? Um, however, you have to use that relevant work experience in academia to truly propel you to the next level. Um, for example, um, there are tech companies, there are other companies who have learning and development organizations within their company. They have training organizations with their, in their company. So honestly, she has to reevaluate her relevant work experience, look and see what she's done in the past that can help her for the future. Um, for example, um, I, when I moved to uh, Silicon Valley, my first job coming from directly from a university was at a startup as a professional education manager. No, it was not completely tech, but it gave me the step that I needed to continue going. So there are ways in which you can use your past to truly um, transfer and um, migrate to another to another job, right? So definitely re uh, evaluating your work experience. Um, tech certifications for credibility, right? In which we have those. Um, and okay. I, got a, I have a few tech certifications myself. But that's just something that's just going to give you just an um, another uh, level of credibility so that you can get out there and be competitive in the job market. Also, um, you know, it's a mindset thing, right? So you have to have right. this growth mindset. Yes, you know, you've gotten laid off. I've been laid off a couple of times too, but every time I got laid off, it has given, like I have, you know, the next job that I received after that took me to a whole nother level. Right. So you always have to have faith and believe that, yes, this is happening right now, but this is not the end of the world. Yes, I have kids to take care of, but I'm going to go forth and truly continue on to make a difference for not just my kids' lives, but for myself as well. So again, using your relevant work experience, um, optimizing your resume and your LinkedIn yeah. profile. You know, LinkedIn has become, you know, a necessity, especially during the pandemic, because we couldn't get out and network. So... Um, LinkedIn is extremely important with making connections with other people, getting advice from other people and really um, trying to, you know, hone in on your craft or what you want to do, right? So you have to have that vision, 
the mindset, get some certifications, optimize your resume and your LinkedIn profile. And I think that's pretty much all you have to do to get started. All right. Yeah. I'm psyched. I want to go get a new job. I do too. Goodbye, Leon. Uh, this is my last show. I'm going with Chandra. Uh, I'll see you later. But, it, but it's so important not to get stuck. I think that's what you're saying. Yes. You know, it's you just, know, and that you're so positive about this. Of course, people wouldn't get stuck if they talked to you. Yeah. Like, that's like my worst fear and has been just to be stuck. And so, like, I never wanted to be in a job where I was you know, wouldn't be able to get any other skills to do anything else, you know? And so that has always been like my, um, my motivation. Like, I just want to be on the forefront. So I'll never be without a job. <laughs> yeah. so, like I've done everything that I could to really make that happen. I do think too, uh, Chandra, there's a certain, um, some women just tune out when they hear the word tech, they mm. think it does not apply to them. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've talked about that for years on Satellite Sisters, just mm -hmm. staying relevant and staying current. And the tech you describe, it all seems pretty doable. These are pretty oh th understandable things. You, you don't have to be coding to be in the tech business is what I hear you saying. I wouldn't be in tech if I had to code. Okay. Um, that's not, <laughs> that's <laughs> not my strong suit. But every tech company has like, they have an HR department, they have a marketing department, they yeah. have a communication, they have all these different departments. You just need to get into there in the tech okay. company doing what you love to do. And the advice you're giving is even if you don't want to be in tech, it's all good to know. You still have that's to update it. your LinkedIn profile. And I saw that you have some LinkedIn workshops and I thought I should take one because I don't really understand LinkedIn. Yes, <laughs> I don't know what yes, I'm doing yes. on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> it's great, post. but it's much needed. Much needed. Okay. okay. Um, well, we are so glad that you could join us today. I think that's great advice for Tara James. So if moms are listening and as you said, it's been a rough year. What are you hearing from companies that gives you some hope about the job market at the end of 2021, 2022? What, what are you hearing from companies? What I'm hearing is that companies are truly committed to bringing women back. And so that means making new pathways for them, whether that's apprenticeships, internships, returnships, whatever it is, they are committed to doing whatever it takes to get women back because they understand that without women, um, their company is not going to grow. You have to have women at the table. You have to have women of color at the table. You have to have diversity at yeah. the table in today's society. And I think that companies are now understanding that and then looking at the data with all of the women who left the workforce. Now, um, you know, they have to do something about it if they're truly serious about creating um, a, wor a better workplace for all. Well, Chandra, thank you so much for being here today. We have really enjoyed talking to you. This has you, been uplifting. You've been I'm inspirational. And I'm sure yeah. you are a real role model for your own children too. Are they proud of you in your new, uh, new role? They are. Of course they are. <laughs> they see mom. They see mom working hard over here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on Satellite Sisters. For those of you who are listening, we have lots of links in the show notes. First of all, Chandra did a great appearance on NBC News. So a lot more information about the work they do there. And then, of course, a link to the Mom Project and RISE, the program that she is the director of. Thanks, Chandra. Thank you. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, 
just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. You can can literally see your skin get firmer. And it just delivers (laughs) this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm -hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, Liz. A youthful glow is going to (laughs) happen. And it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Okay, we are back. Well, it was an inspiration to talk to Chandra. I mean, she oh has my God. good things to say, didn't she? Yes, retraining for sure. And just what, you know, what you've always said, Leanne, that you have to keep your skills sharp and it's easy yeah. when you're not in a workplace to let skills kind of drift. Yeah, I'm inspired by that. That's yeah. all the things I said I was going to do during the pandemic that I didn't do, like learn Photoshop. I, I think- I can, there's still time. I can still yeah, do that. Still time. No, yeah. She was very inspiring. And sometimes uh, job hunting can be overwhelming. Right. And she broke it down and, you know, yeah. various steps, you know, and she was great. Okay. So I yeah, let us know feedback. If you took something away from that, if you contact the mob project, if you apply for one of those um, scholarships at Rise, let us know over at the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. I want to encourage people to join our Facebook group. It's a private group. It's a really lovely spot on the internet. Everyone really, really tries to be nice. <laughs> Don't yes. you think? It's true. It's true. <laughs> And you know what? Travel recommendations are exploding over there on the Facebook group. I mean, people are ready to to read. It's all, you know, they're going places or thinking of going places and people have recommendations and good ones too. Yeah. I mean, really people have information about where to go in the Caribbean. How about the Midwest? I'm going to Italy. Where should I go in Italy? Oh my gosh. So many fun uh, travel questions over there. That's just one of the many things people talk about on the Facebook group. But we would love for you to be a member. You do have to answer the questions. They're pretty simple. Do you listen to the show? We just like to keep Mm-hmm. Uh, the Facebook group limited to people that understand sort of the Satellite Sisters ethos and listen to the show. That's how we keep it a community over there. So there's, we're not taking any secret information from those no. questions. No. We're not. 
No, we're not. We don't know how to do that. that. No, we aren't retrained in any way. I think think one skill we've never acquired is monetizing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. All right. And I also want to remind people that I'm back in business with Pep Talk. I have to say my workload overwhelmed me for a couple of weeks. So I didn't get the Friday newsletter out. But this week I was back before Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. And my plan is to go through at least till the end of July. I might take August off the Pep Talk. Uh, but um, to to get you the weekly newsletter, just what's on the show, a little essay from me, recommendations, links to things we're thinking about or watching or making or eating or interested in. So that's it. You can go to satellitesisters.com if you're not subscribed and a little, um, a little subscription notice will pop up right when you get to the website and you can just fill it out. That comes once a week in your inbox. A totally free pep talk. Uh, so make sure you do that. Um, all right. What's up? Oh, entertaining sisters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have to say, I gave myself a gift on Mother's Day, and it was eight o'clock on Sunday night, and when my husband said, you pick what you want to watch, I was like, I know exactly what I want to watch, and I turned on Girls 5 Eva on Peacock. That's the new series from Tina Fey and her- her producing partner, Robert Carlock. Okay. They're the ones that did 30 rock and unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And so girls five Eva, it's a great concept. It's about like a girl band that had one hit album in the nineties. And now they've had a resurgence in their back. They got lucky. Someone sampled one of their songs. So they're trying to regroup and hit the road, but now they're like middle-aged women with issues and kids <laughs> one's a dentist you know <laughs> and, and the show stars sarah Bareilles, okay who and i renee, love and always re- and love her tony mm-hmm. award winner renee elise goldsberry from hamilton of course wow. uh paula pell and busy phillips who's just so funny and it is a pure delight. Like if you like 30 Rock, if you like Kimmy Schmidt, it has quirky humor. It's about girl power and sisterhood, but not too much. And then it's super funny. And then there's like Tony Award level singing in the middle of the yes. show. Oh my gosh. Liz, have you seen it? Yeah. So I, it's funny you watched it. I also watched it this weekend. I watched the first two episodes. I'm kind of giving it to myself in small doses because it's only eight episodes, Lee, and I'm afraid to finish it already. Uh, so yeah. And it's the musical numbers, Julie, they have, they like replay some of their like music videos when they were a hit girl group yeah. in the nineties. Uh-huh. So you get a touch of that. And then you get you get them trying to recreate that magic now. Oh my God, it's just hilarious! Just oh, I can't wait. And now Peacock, that's what is that? That's a separate streaming service. Is that? Oh, that's yes. The okay. All right. Yes, but Peacock is the NBC streaming service, but it's free. It's not like the others. So oh. you can you can just use it free. And uh, so as a result, it has commercials. Somebody has to pay for it. So in this case, it's not you, it's the sponsors. So you'll get a few commercials, but other than that, free, free, free. Yeah, but I think our our group will like it. It's it, The show's creator is Meredith Scardino, and it just... It's called Girls Five Eva, Julie, because Girls Four Eva is not long enough. Like that's one of the 
great. It's a great title. It's just, it's just a delight. It was a great gift. So I, I, you're right, Liz. I watched two. I'm like, I'm going to wait till another day when I need to pick me up. I yeah. don't want to finish this too, too quickly, but it's yeah. a lot of fun. Highly recommend. Yeah. Totally Highly watch recommend. it. Okay, well, in kind of the same vein of girl power, music and art and friendship, I got super excited when I heard the announcement that Broadway's back, baby. Because oh, yes. I think one of the things I've missed the most during the pandemic is live theater or live musical performances. You're just live, please, live anything. <laughs> so Broadway's coming back in the fall. And over the weekend, I just thought, Okay, if Broadway's back, then I'm back too, baby. Uh, so I decided to buy tickets to a couple of Broadway musicals. A little bit later, I'm at, I don't think I'm going to be ready to go in, say, September and Oct or October. So I thought, you know, that time in New York City in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's a magical time of year in New York. Mm -hmm. So I bought tickets to two musicals during that gap. The first is, uh, speaking of girl power, Six, which oh. is right. Yep. And, and Leanne, I got turned on to this musical, Six, because you put it in one of the Satellite Sisters Spotify playlists. You yes. Had, you had several numbers from Six. Yes. Yeah. It's a really interesting concept for a musical. And I think it didn't even get to open yet. It was in tryouts in like Boston and Toronto. It's about yeah. the six wives of Henry the Sixth, right? Henry, Henry the Eighth. Yeah. Henry the Eighth. Henry yeah. the Eighth. Okay. Yeah. So it's the, it's <laughs> about Henry's Julie. It's about the six wives of Henry the Eighth, but again, in like girl power format. So oh, it's nice. uh, oh, that sounds so good. I know people who have seen it that saw it in tryouts that really liked it. So so I was really excited to see that. And then the other thing I really wanted to see was Jagged Little Pill. Oh, so this God, is. Yes. This is the musical made from the Alanis Morissette um, album of the same name. This did open before it got shut down for the pandemic. And so it got nominated for Best Musical for Tony and also won the Grammy for Best Musical Theater Album. So had not seen that. So that's what I did. So I'm put, put my money down. I've got tickets to Six and Jagged Little Pill for later in the year. Oh, Liz, that's fun. That is a sign of hope. That is, Liz. That's positive. That's forward. And uh, thanks for supporting Broadway and all yeah. musical. And just, you know, don't you, I feel like we all need something we can really look forward to now. Like as we come out of our cicada-like 17-year <laughs> So for me, it's Broadway musicals, but girl power Broadway musicals. I'm in. Okay. Well, my entertaining sister's choice this week is a little different, but I find it highly entertaining. I want to recommend to you, sisters, and to the Satellite Sisterhood, three great apps for the outdoors. Um, the first one is called Seek, and maybe a lot of you know about this, S-E-E-K, by iNaturalist. And this lets you use your phone camera to ID thousands of plants and insects. So uh, this is going to be a big week for iSeek, I think, uh, for Seek, because uh, you'll really be able to get some close-ups of those cicadas. But haven't you ever done that when you're walking around like, oh, what is this flower? Oh, what a yeah. pretty tree. Yeah. Have, you, have you used it? It's a great app. So entertaining and it's very uh, empowering that you're not just like, oh, I don't know what that is. You know, you really can find out. So I rec highly 
highly recommend it. It's called Seek. My second one, Aline, you're out on this one, but you may want to give it to your husband as a Father's Day gift, uh, is, and it's free, at least for the first part of it, is All Trails app. And this is an app that has more than 100,000 trail database. So if you want to know where to go for a hike in the LA area, some place you haven't been before, you can use this All Trails app to really look at it and you'll see users have submitted ratings, what they liked about the trail, what they didn't, it has photos, it has tips. Really good, really helpful. Oh, I've used this one. I and know that shocks you, but we do yes. take walks and I'm always, because I'm the suspicious one. My problem is the real hikers who say, oh, it's not that far. Oh, it's not that the elevation gain isn't that much. So I take out the all trails app. I'm like, well, okay. The first, okay. <laughs> the first mile and a half is straight uphill. People don't, people seem to disagree with you about the okay. not that hard. Okay. So you got I fact check them. I fact check those hikers. <laughs> it will. It has many uses. That's one of them. And my third one, you know, we've all become bird lovers uh, during uh, COVID. And the app is called Merlin App. And this was identified, this is uh, put together by the Cornell Lab on Ornithology. Have you ever, you know, I mean, some of the birds you should know, but maybe you see a bird in your backyard and you're like, hmm, what's that bird? You mm -hmm. know, you can, this will help you identify birds. Isn't that a nice Ooh, thing to do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Liz, you get okay. in on that. You get some birds flying by your place. You know? I do, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. It's, I could do that from inside my home, looking out the window there. I do, I do suspect some birds are nesting right above my little outdoor terrace. Cause I see a lot of them fly there. And then I don't know what happens once they go by me, you know? Okay. So, well, and obviously I'm not going to go up on my roof to check, but anyway, okay. There's some bird action in my neighborhood. Get to sure. the bottom of that. And I think you can use the seek app to identify some of the plants in your condo there, Liz, that you don't know what they are. <laughs> I like to actually get out of the building. That's my goal. That's my goal. You know my motto, independent by Independence Day. So okay. I'm working on that. All Still right. working on that. Uh, that's great, Jewel. And you know, you mentioned ratings. So I would like to thank the people who are rating and reviewing Satellite Sisters because we've been reminding you the last few weeks how important that is for us. So here's a good one that got posted by Also Me. 21343. And I liked this one. Get this. She wrote, don't tell my three real sisters that these sisters are tough competition. I've been listening. <laughs> I've been listening for over 15 years and can't believe I haven't ever rated this podcast. You know, that's true, people. That's why we're reminding you, you know. So it's one of my favorites. It feels like I've just had a visit with close friends. Love these sisters for their honesty and humor. Okay, five stars from also me, 21343. So, and, you know, anyone who is so moved to, to rate and review our show, um, that is super helpful to us. And uh, so thank you for doing that. Oh, thanks. That's a good one. I think you could also read also me as awesome. Oh, oh yeah. What's well, the way it's punctuated? <laughs> it is true. You yeah. could. Well, so oh, okay. check back. So also <laughs> me, let us know. How do you think of yourself? Also me or awesome? Do re me? It sounds like do re. <laughs> okay. You're, you're right, Leon. You're totally right. I mean, it's okay. a good one. It's a good, mm -hmm. it's not really a double entendre, but it's somewhat. Yeah. Similar. Okay. 
Okay, I like All it. All right, I was paying more attention to what was in the actual review, but you're right. Liz, okay. that's a good point too. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, special thanks to Sergio Enriquez, who engineers our show. Thank you, Sergio. You always make it sound great. To Emily Loudermilk, who's our graphic designer and designs all the great graphics for our show. If you're not following us on Instagram, you might be missing out on Emily's fun graphics. She always picks up on the things in the show that we don't even know we've said, uh, frankly. It's a great <laughs> reminder of things we've talked about in the show. And creates wonderful graphics so that we're at sat sisters on instagram if you want to see emily's graphics a big thanks to our sponsors all three are longtime sponsors and we appreciate that at satellite sisters and we appreciate you for supporting our sponsors it really does allow us to do the show um all right our to-do list it's time for that already um so this is Leanne, and I have to hand in another manuscript uh, this afternoon after this show. So what I'm going to be doing is for my book that will come out in spring of 2022, Lost and Found in Paris is the name of the book. Well, that's so the exciting. Last past I I, it is title. exciting. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's very exciting. It's a, I've been working on this book a long time. And I finally, I feel like it's at a place where it needs to be. I've had great work with my editor, really enjoyed the process. So one of the words though that I overuse, I think it's pretty common for writers, but I use just a lot in in the manuscript. And uh, it seems to work every time I write it. And then I go through and I read it and I'm like, what am I doing? Every other sentence has the word just in it. That's just... (laughs) You don't really need adverbs at all. So (laughs) one of the last passes I do is a word search and I just search just and I delete 99% of them. Oh, good use of technology. Excellent (laughs) use of technology. Well, you know, it's it's 100,000 words, Liz. So you can't really, you just, you need some help to go through the 363 pages of the book. So, uh, so that's my last task before I send it in to my editor is to take 99% of the justs out of the manuscript. <laughs> Good work, Leanne. How about you, Liz? What's up? Well, you know, it's time. It is time to go back to the dentist, right? This is a, this is an appointment that I moved to this date, like, I don't know, a year ago, did I set this date, thinking it would all be over by now? Little did I know that I would have a different set of circumstances, but yeah, I have a dentist appointment tomorrow, and so I'm, I'm just getting on with it. I'm just like starting to take care of myself in all of these other ways, so starting with the dentist tomorrow. All right. Hats off to all dentists and dental technicians yes. that they have been on the front line doing a great job right. during this whole time. So they have. Today. Yeah. So I've liked my pandemic dental appointments because yeah. they don't use that water drill. Oh, <laughs> it's great. They just, it's just, it's like all hand done, your cleanings and everything. It's very personal and that's, oh. there's no sound. You're going to like it. I'm, I'm going to like <laughs> okay. it. Okay. Okay, my to-do sisters is, it's hard to believe, but my granddaughter Alice is graduating from eighth grade. Oh, I have wow. To find, I know. I have to find the right graduation present. I think for all graduates this season, they deserve something special because they've been masked, they've been virtual, they've been in plastic cubes, uh, that's, but they've soldiered on. And I'm just so proud of my granddaughter and all the graduates. So I'm looking for a good gift. So if you have good gift suggestions, let me know. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not yeah. going to tell you mine because I'm getting Gal- Alice a gift. So never- <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just sitting here in my office looking at a stack of very tall FabFitFun boxes and thinking, can't go wrong with that. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> Good point. How about a Harry shave set? <laughs> like that? Okay. All right. That's it. Hey, sisters, have a great week. You, you too, too Leanne. Don't forget, call your satellite sister. Hey, sister.